0: Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, you may be seated. Today we begin the season of Advent, and the Church has provided scriptures that call us to be alert. There is a rumbling like a distant thunder in the voice of God in today's readings. There is an urgency in the words of Jesus as he speaks to us, his followers. Something big is about to happen. A shaking is taking place that demands our full attention. Strangely, a young woman, soon to give birth, is in the center of the story. Isaiah and Paul and Jesus are in full agreement. If we listen closely, focusing on the core message found in the repetition of key words and phrases, we can know exactly what God wants of us. We can leave off fretting about the will of God, today's word, is making our way clear. Stay awake, walk in the light, wake from sleep. Isaiah's keen vision sees through 27 centuries to our own day. He is fully aware of the chaos heard in the endless reports of disease, war, rumors of war, homelessness random shootings, famine, moral failure of church leaders, squabbling of muckraking politicians. Seeing these things or others like them, despising violence as a solution, Isaiah envisions people around the world waking up to God. They say to one another, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. If we understand the law and the word as the law of love, and Zion and Jerusalem as the symbolic place where God's presence and availability can be found, the place where God interacts with human families to bring justice on earth, then we may ask, what is happening in Zion this first Sunday of Advent? Can we believe Isaiah's vision of a God wrought peace on earth? Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. Let us step back eight months to March 25th, on a day in which we were reminded by our church calendar that God is at work in history and politics in his usual, unexpected way. Bypassing the powers that have arisen among men, God sends his angelic messenger to an obscure young countrywoman way up in the North Country, Galilee of the Gentiles, is its, as it was pejoratively called, a land of spiritual darkness far from Zion, a place of foreign invasions of godless tribes from which no good could be expected. But somehow, this young woman has developed the habit of seeing God's light around her and within her, fully awake, with her eyes more open to the wonders of his universal laws than to the daily news, she is ready to trust his way of working through weakness. And she says yes to the glory that suddenly surrounds her. Believing the announcement of an unexpected angelic messenger, she notices new life within her, And she sings out, My soul magnifies the Lord. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts and exalted ordinary, humble people. He has filled the hungry with good things. Seeing with the eyes of faith, this simple maiden is willing to see through the devastating world events of her day the crushing and unjust occupation of her own little country by imperial Rome, for example, or the paranoid insanity of local ruling Herodians, or the external enforcement of religious law by the blind guides of her day, her heart was willing to wait. She held on to the promise of a new heaven and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. For eight months of waiting had passed. And that hope that had been no more than a seed hidden deep within her could be hidden no longer. Though not everyone could understand, eventually the whole world would rise up and call her blessed. In today's epistle, Paul exhorts us to see the world through Mary's eyes. You know what time it is, he says, that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep. And let us cast off the works of darkness, he names a few, drunkenness, sexual immorality, quarreling, and jealousy. Instead, he says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. These works of darkness, the works of the flesh, could be defined as anything that keeps us asleep. Paul invites us to realize that the salvation we long for, Christ himself Is nearer now than when we first believed. To see that truth is to wake up. Eight months ago, the angel made a wonderful announcement to Mary saying, The Word of God is beginning to grow within you. The baby you will give birth to will be your Savior. My friends, it is the season of Advent. The Spirit of God has united the seed within each of us. The birth we have been waiting for is only a few more days away. Let us be alert to the signs, signs of his coming. Jesus, speaking through today's gospel, speaks with urgency concerning that day and hour, he says, no one knows. But if the master of the house had known, he would have stayed awake. Therefore, you must stay awake, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Here is the secret that only the simple and childlike can believe, Those who choose violence as a solution will no longer have their way. The coming of Christ, the Savior King, is bringing peace to the whole earth. And so we wait and we stay awake, we stay alert, we pay attention to the stirrings within. Paul says it's easy. As, as as easy as taking off a dirty shirt and putting on a clean one. And so we put on the Lord Jesus Christ. What desperation. What expectation. What bending of the will. What giving up and giving over of all control. This waiting can only be the work of prayer. The angelic visitation and annunciation has suspended us in a seemingly endless gestation with its heavy weight of hope. To the Father we confess, you have sent many messengers, but we have not listened or believed. And now in these last days, You are sending your only begotten Son as a human infant who speaks to us of our Creator's nature from the silence of a feeding trough crib. Lord, Father, the birth we most fervently desire is the birth of love in our hearts. So in a gifted obedience, we stay awake. We remain alert throughout the season of waiting. We wait as the homeless longing for shelter. We wait as the sick and infirm longing for strength. We wait as the dying longing for peace. We wait as the bereft and the grieving, longing for comfort. We wait as the battle-scarred soldier longing to be home for Christmas. We wait as destitute mothers crying out for something to feed their children. We wait as a broken and divided nation longing for compassionate, effective leaders. We wait as God's people longing through the centuries for their Messiah to arrive and set things right. We wait, we wait and wait and wait and wait until he comes with love as the day star rising in our hearts at an hour we do not expect.